Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello, welcome back to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life with Delane MD podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. For those of you who don't know me or this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, I am a board certified family practitioner and I am also a certified life and weight coach. And with those two skill sets, I help people learn to live naturally healthy lives. So for people who are burdened with chronic diseases that involve medications, frequent doctor's appointments, and this constant tie to the American healthcare system, my services through my business, Delane MD, help people normalize those conditions, learn how to live a life that supports health and does not cause them to be sick so they can come off their meds and live a naturally healthy life. Sometimes this looks like weight loss. Sometimes this looks like diabetes management. And sometimes it looks like learning how to eat healthy so you don't have high blood pressure or high cholesterol so you can get off those meds. But whatever it is, it's really focused on getting you off your meds so you can be naturally healthy and avoid further health diseases, like further chronic diseases from developing. So that is what I do. And that is who I am. Today, we are going to be talking about feelings. So I have a number of different podcasts that are about feelings. I have um, podcast number 32 is how to feel a feeling and podcast number 52 is about emotional eating. So you can go back and check those podcasts out. That is fine with me, but I am going to talk a little bit today about how to work through feelings, like how to figure out like, is this really something like when I feel irritated about my day at work or when I feel frustrated with my kids, is that really how I want to handle that situation? Does that give me the results I want? Recognize that I work from a cognitive behavioral concept that I call, that I was taught in life coaching school, we call it the thought model. It has five components. It has the circumstance. We have thoughts about our circumstances. It has feelings that those thoughts create actions that come from those feelings and then our results that the actions give us. So those are the five components. And I'm talking, of course, about the feeling component of today, of the thought model today. That's what I want to talk about. Recognizing that most of us don't spend a lot of time thinking about our thoughts or thinking about our feelings. This is really something that's pretty unique to the human being. I don't know. I've never sat and actually talked to the chimpanzee to figure out whether they're thinking about their thoughts and feelings. But as far as I know, human beings are the real, what we call metacognition, the animals that do metacognition, which is what thinking about your thoughts really is. So thinking about your feelings or learning to feel the feelings is a similar exercise, a similar skill set, right? When you realize that all of your actions come from those feelings, like that's always what drives our actions. When we realize that we I mean, suddenly the importance of learning how to manage your feelings and of course manage the thoughts that cause the feelings becomes really, really important. So I want to talk today kind of about, um, I don't know, a series of questions you can take yourself through and some strategies to managing feelings. So before we get too far into it, recognizing also that avoidance is an action, right? Not doing something 
is an inaction, it is still part of your action, right? So if you have a thought that you are not, you know, like I've got this really dull task to do at work, I've got to, for me, when I was in medical practice, it was like, I've got to catch up on my charts. I've got to answer my phone, my telephone encounters. I've got to read through all the different uh, study results that have come through, the documents that have come through. I've got to read through and deal with them. And my feeling was dread or irritation, but typically it was driven from boredom, right? Like, I don't want to be bored with that. And so my boredom from that really led me to look for a distraction. And for me, the distraction looked like M&Ms. That was my go-to distraction. Um, Once I realized that that was really what it was, and that of course, the more times I told myself, oh my God, this is going to be such a drag to have to do this. It's so boring. There's nothing to do. I want to do anything else. The more times I told myself that story, the worse those feelings got. Like it didn't make it better. It just made those feelings of boredom worse. And of course, because I was the kind of person that met those unpleasant emotions with food, because I'd get a little hit of dopamine and feel a little bit better. That's what I tried to do with those. That's how I tried to manage the boredom. So that's just one example about why it's so important, right? Like one, recognizing that inaction or avoidance is still an action, but two, this is why it's so important to figure out how to deal with our feelings and our thoughts so that we're not looking to food to help alleviate those unpleasant feelings. So There are a number of questions that I will walk people through when we're trying to figure out why they're overeating. Many times it looks like I'm overeating in the evening. That's my clients will come to me and say, but we like, I do fun on breakfast and lunch. But then by the time I get home from work and I'm getting kids home from school and helping them with homework and trying to cook dinner and then trying to get them into bath, by the time they're all in bed, I just want to sit with a bowl of ice cream or a bag of cookies on the couch. I, I just really struggle to not do the eating at night. So one of my first questions to them are, what is the emotion or what are the emotions that you're trying to avoid on a daily basis? So think about that. What feelings are you just really not willing to spend some time with? For me, it was boredom. Other ones that I had was um, many times, I mean, people have heard me talk about this, affy, anxiety, frustration, and irritation. That was what affy was for me. Um, They all went together and they were pretty intense and I didn't want to deal with them. Other feelings that I don't like to deal with, um, agitation, I don't like to deal with, but then there are the biggies. So those feelings like boredom and affy um, were feelings that we have to deal with. Like I had to deal with those on a pretty regular basis. I mean, that was just part of life. I mean, like there are irritations in life. There's boredom in life, right? Like that's part of the human experience. But recognizing that there are other feelings that are really intense that we don't want to experience, right? Like humiliation or the loss of someone you love, right? Those are feelings that you don't have to experience on most days and that most people really, really try to avoid. So asking yourself, what are the feelings that I really try to avoid? What are the ones that I try to avoid on a daily basis? And then what are those outlying feelings that I just really would do anything not to have to feel? And then ask yourself, when and how often do you actually experience these emotions? Again, like for me, boredom was pretty frequent. Like 
probably a few times a day, right? That I would feel bored and definitely anxiety, frustration, and irritation. I felt those multiple times during the day. I'd feel them in the morning on the way to work. Am I going to be late? Am I, you know, why is this car driving so slow? Why is that person cut me off? You know, whatever. Why did the light turn red? I mean, it was always something. And then when I got to work, there was anxiety and frustration and irritation about how somebody handled something or about how a patient was scheduled or about how there wasn't the right supplies that I needed at the office or about how a patient expected something from me that I didn't think was the right treatment option. And then, you know, of course, throughout the day, so that was morning and afternoon that I was anxious, frustrated, and irritated. And then of course I would get home and my kids needed help. And really all I wanted to do at that moment was to sit down and relax, but they needed help with homework. They had a project to do. We have to go to the store and get supplies and dinner has to be made and somebody has to be bathed and everybody has to be put in bed. And oh, by the way, I need to look up something for work tomorrow. And that bill needs to be paid by tomorrow. I mean, there's always something. It was just Lots of things pulling on me that definitely left to, led to anxiety, frustration, and irritation for me. So for me, those feelings that I experienced, I experienced them on a daily basis. Again, like humiliation or significant like hurtful loss, like the loss of a loved one. I definitely always want to avoid that, right? But it's not something that I had to actually experience on a daily basis. But those ones that we experience on a daily basis, those are the ones that we really need to have a plan for how we're going to manage that. So then I have my clients decide, like, think about, like, when you are thinking about the food, right? So my brain immediately upon getting to work would start offering me candy. There was a candy drawer. My brain would immediately start offering that. I mean, we're talking 8.15 in the morning and my brain's like, candy is over there. You should probably go eat candy. Candy would make this easier. Candy would help this out. You'd be less frustrated if you had candy, right? My brain was just always offering me food to make it a little bit better. There's a decision, right? Like there's the overeating and then there's the decision to overeat. So deciding how or looking at determining how does the decision to overeat affect those emotions? And a lot of times what people will find is the decision to overeat almost immediately starts to relieve, like there's some relief from those emotions. That's what we believe is going to happen. If I can just have that candy while I'm doing this work that I find really boring, then I won't be so bored. Like, I mean, just the saying, I won't be so bored, feels less bored, right? If I can just eat some of the M&Ms, I won't be so frustrated with the situation. Like just saying, I won't be so frustrated with the situation causes some relief in that frustration. You don't actually have to eat the food, right? Just telling yourself that you have some control over those negative emotions you're trying to avoid helps to relieve that, right? So it's interesting that that's what happens with the decision versus the next question that I ask clients is how does overeating or how does eating some food in response to a negative emotion actually affect the negative emotion? And again, a lot of times clients will be like, oh, I feel better once I eat. And I'm like, really? The frustration at work goes away? The boredom of the doing the work that you're not interested in doing that you find boring, the boredom goes away? And when you actually challenge that belief, because a lot of people truly believe that the food helps, when you challenge that belief, of course not. No, the work is still boring. The tasks I have to do at home and everybody pulling on me is still annoying, still irritating, still causes anxiety, still causes frustration, right? Really challenging those beliefs, like asking yourself, is it really better? Because there's very few things in the world that food actually fixes. Like the one thing that food actually fixes is hunger. That's it. It's like 
true physical hunger, food fixes. Not brain hunger, which is another podcast for another time. Look for that. It's not brain hunger. If you're telling yourself you're hangry, you're hungry, and all that's going to help is pizza, like that's not real hunger. That is a craving. It's generated in the brain. Because trust me, if you are truly hungry, like there's true hunger in your body, like physical need for consumption of nutrients, if that's really what's going on in your body, there are many things as the human uh, omnivore, right? We're omnivores. We're not carnivores. We're not herbivores. We're omnivores. We can eat it all, right? Like that's the human existence. In the brain of an omnivore, many, many different foods actually serve our physiology. So it's not just the pizza. It's not just the candy. It's not just the candy bar. It's not just the fries. It's not just the chips. It's not a single food. When your brain's telling you and you need a single food and that's all that's going to make you happy, that is a craving. That is an urge. That's not true hunger, right? And it doesn't fix anything. Usually that craving or that urge is in response to a negative emotion and eating the Twix bar or the Snickers bar or the M&Ms or the chips, whatever it might be, eating that food does not change the emotion. Like whatever you're annoyed about, whatever you're upset about, whatever negative emotion you're experiencing, you're going to still experience because it doesn't fix anything. So if you got a bill in the mail and you're frustrated about the bill you got in the mail that was unexpected, eating something, eating anything doesn't make that bill go away. The bill is still there. This is what I'm saying. Eating does not actually fix any part of it. So thinking about how does the overeating actually affect your emotion and challenging it when your body's like, it helps, because that's what you're going to want to say, right? Clients say this to me all the time. It helps. And then I challenge. I'm like, oh, really? What part of that situation does overeating actually help? Tell me more. What it actually does is creates more weight on your body. It creates higher blood sugars. It creates higher blood pressures. It creates cholesterol issues. It creates all of these different things that you really don't want to deal with. And then you create more frustration, more worry, more anxiety, more irritation, more of these negative emotions, because now you're worried something bad is going to happen to you. You're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have a stroke. You're going to have kidney damage. You've got to go see your doctor all the time. You've got to buy all these meds. You don't like the side effects of these meds. You actually are creating more negative experience in your life by trying to avoid the initial negative feeling by utilizing food. Okay. Really challenging. How does the overeating actually affect my emotions? And then ask yourself, like, if I were to overeat or even like in the past when I've eaten to deal with my emotions, how do I feel after that? How has it affected the emotion that I was trying to avoid? For me, what I find is that one, the craving doesn't go away. It just creates more craving in me. And two, of course, then I'm annoyed because whatever it was, the task that I was annoyed with in the first place is now pulling at my attention from eating that I want to just sit and enjoy like Oreo cookies or whatever. Right. So it's interesting how the feeling after the overeat is frequently not any better than the feeling before the overeat. And then lastly, and probably the most powerful question that I think somebody can ask themselves when looking at this eating in response to feelings, knowing that eating doesn't actually fix any feelings. Like the most powerful question about all of that is how would you imagine your life, your health, and your day would be if you just decided to feel the emotions instead of eating them? So interestingly, when you do, when you look at the psychological research on feelings, 
Most feelings last somewhere less than 90 seconds. So that's a minute and a half that most feelings last and people have to deal with them. Like after 90 seconds, most of the time they're gone. And even if they lasted double that, like they lasted three minutes, like can I sit with three minutes of negative emotion instead of eating and creating so much more negative experience in my life? Can I do that? Is that something I can deal with? Now, sometimes it comes in waves, right? So I feel sad for 90 seconds and then it gets better. And then a few minutes later, the sadness is back and then it gets better. That's real. That happens. But even that, I mean, it's not like we're talking about dealing with six hours of disembowelment, right? Like one, the sadness, the irritation, the frustration, the anxiety, all of those things, like the boredom, all of those things aren't going to actually physically harm you. Nobody ever dies of boredom right? Nobody really dies of sadness. Now, some people do things to hurt themselves and because they're sad, like they're in the sad, depressed state, that's real. But the sadness itself never hurts anybody. But here's the deal. High blood sugars kill a lot of people. Obesity causes a lot of physical damage in the human body. Hypertension causes a lot of physical damage in the body. High cholesterol causes a lot of physical damage in the body. Those things will actually kill you, but feeling an emotion will not. So think about what your day and what your health would look like if you actually just sat and felt these emotions instead of trying to eat them or eating to make them go away. Again, food does a very bad job of anything other than providing nutrient to our human body, to our cells, to our physiology. It does not manage sadness well. Food does not manage irritation well. It doesn't manage annoyance or frustration or anxiety or boredom very well. Food does not do that. When we keep trying to have it do that, we get ourselves into trouble with illnesses that keep us from living naturally healthy lives, right? So the last tool I want to leave you with, there is a tool, it's called SANE, S as in Sam, A as in Adam, I as in Ingrid, N as in Nicholas, I'm just gonna stick with the name thing. Sane, it's a tool that was developed by a psychologist about how to process emotions. And this is just one quick way to kind of do it, right? There are a number of different ways. This is one quick way that I think is an easy one to remember. So the S of Sane stands for stop. Just stop and take a minute. Give yourself some space to really evaluate what's going on. What am I really feeling here? My brain's telling me I need M&Ms. My mind is telling me I'm not wanting to do this, this whatever task it is I have to get done. What is it that I'm actually feeling from all of this? Is it irritation? Is it annoyance? Is it frustration? Is it anxiety? Is it boredom? What is it that I'm feeling? So stop and figure out what's going on. And then the A stands for allow. So allow that room, make some space in your experience in that moment to allow the feeling, just name it for what it is. Okay, right now I'm just feeling bored. You know, I just, and this just boredom because of this task that I don't wanna do. And then you investigate, that's what the I stands for. <clears throat> investigate, so ask yourself, all right, what does boredom really feel like? Where am I feeling it in my body? Is it hard, is it soft, is it cold, is it hot? Is it sharp, is it dull? What does boredom really feel like in me? Like, what is it about it that I'm really trying to avoid here? Because most of the time it's nothing exciting. And then non-identify with the feeling. That's what the N stands for. It stands for non-identification. So do not say I'm bored or 
I'm somebody who's bored, right? Like, or I'm angry or I'm frustrated. Non-identification means so you say that I'm feeling some boredom. I'm feeling some anxiety. I'm feeling some annoyance. I'm feeling some irritation. I'm feeling some frustration. I'm feeling some anger. You don't identify with the uncomfortable feeling. It's just something that you're going through right now, which means it's going to pass. And that's a nice thing to realize that it's going to pass. So try that same um, process when you're trying to uh, navigate your feelings or when your brain starts offering you food because you're having some unpleasant experiences and see how that goes. If you have any questions, you know, you can always contact me at Delane at DelaneMD.com. You are more than welcome to contact me if you're ready to start working through this. You know, if you know that this is the work that you really, this is really what's standing between you and living a naturally healthy life. It's time to stop. I mean, just like take the jump, just get it done. It is time to get started on that. Time to start living your life. It's a gift that we get, right? It's time to start taking that gift. Stop giving it away. Stop acting like it's not there. Take the gift of life. Make the most of it that you can. Live it as healthily as you can so you can make it as long as you can. That's really what I wish for everybody. If you're ready to start on that journey, by all means, send an email to Delane at DelaneMD.com to find out how to set up your free consult and get started. And um, six months, see where you're at at the end of my program and see what amazing things have happened. So if you have any other questions, you know how to get a hold of me. Watch on Facebook and also follow me on Instagram. Most time I do a Facebook Live once a week, so you can find some great information there. If you didn't know that there are Facebook Lives, there are a ton of Facebook Lives archived on Delane MD, uh, my Delane MD page on Facebook. So check those out and see what's there. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.